It's time now for Witness to Hope. Stories of faith and hope from people you may know right here in the Marquette area. You'll hear how God has sustained others with courage and perseverance even through some of life's most difficult challenges. We are inspired to trust in God's loving care for us even when we don't understand His ways. As St. Paul tells us in Romans 5, 3-5, we rejoice in our sufferings knowing that suffering produces endurance, endurance produces character, character produces hope, and hope does not disappoint us because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit, which has been given to us. Tonight, our Witness to Hope features Father Yerne Sustar and his faith journey from Slovenia to Marquette. Monsignor Michael Stieber talked to Father Sustar about coming to Marquette from Eastern Europe. Today we're uh, having a chance to talk with Father Yerne Schustar, who's been our associate pastor at the cathedral in the last couple of years. And so, welcome, Father Yerne. Hello. Good to be here. Just glad to have this chance to talk and have you share some of your journey with us. Sure. You were born in Slovenia. Would you talk about your family there and your experience growing up in your homeland? Yeah, I was... Um, I'm one of five uh, children, second second oldest, and um, we grew up in a rural Slovenia. It was a communist country at the time. What probably most Americans don't don't realize is um, most people uh, didn't think much of it. I mean, they didn't um, they didn't like it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's this is something that's imposed on you by a minority. You know, you and your neighbors, you all kind of disagree about the general system. But you go to school and you have to you know kind of pretend to. Uh, do the communist slogans and things like that. But apart from that, at home and even with your neighbors, you, you seem like you're in agreement that the whole thing is is a kind of hoax, you know. And so the faith grows in the homes. Uh, you're, you're able mm-hmm. to go to the church. Um, all the people that went to the church, they may have trouble finding jobs. You know, like my mom, she couldn't... She applied for a job to be a teacher, mm-hmm. to be closer to home and things. And she couldn't get that because, you know, it was known that she goes to church. So there was persecution like that, but okay. not, you know, um, but you could go to church. So, but particularly in my family, everything revolved around faith. Um, we mm-hmm. prayed as a family every night. And um, my mom was very intent on making it beautiful mm. we sort of prayed according to the church liturgical year mm. you know and um let's say in may it was more marian kind of prayer because mm-hmm. it's a marian month you know and june was something having to do with sacred heart mm. it was all it was it was different you know mm. obviously for christmas time we we didn't pray by the table with a cross or the Marian statue on, but we, we prayed around the nativity scene for, sure. for the whole month, you know. Uh, so um, things like that, th- th- these were real impressions. Um, we breathed and lived faith, you know. Beautiful. So really bringing the, the faith life of the church into your family's home. In a yeah, absolutely. Way. I mean, it, it was there. It was there. Mm. I mean, we, def- we always had like sort of a family altar mm. um, kind of like a corner, you know, like a prayer corner there. Mm-hmm. But this was kind of traditional, too, in Slovenia. I mean, every house 
had traditionally had the picture of a sacred heart of Jesus and immaculate heart of Mary. Every mm. house, you know, this this was wow. I'm talking rural Slovenia. This yeah. is how every house was. They had a they called a, um, God's corner. It was like crucifix in a corner always mm. in every house too. Wow. You know, so that's that. That was the culture there before. You know the. You know, the communists tried to sort of destroy it, but they couldn't, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, every, things lived on. And, um, yeah, and I, I was very, very connected to the church. Um, I, was, I was an altar boy, you know, mm-hmm. you know, doing all kinds of things. Um, the pastor there, he's still a pastor of that parish, and he married my parents. Oh, wow. You know, so he's been a pastor for over 40 years there. Uh, um, so in my, when I grew up, um, I, I, th- I thought some things don't change. You know, pastors don't change. <laughs> um, popes don't change. It was the same pope that, that I yeah. grew up because it was John Paul II, you know, right. it was when I was born. And um, mm. in 78, he became a pope. Yeah. And um, so um, it was kind of like the church is stable, but the rest of the world is, you know, mm. we so... We, we we grew up with the understanding that this is not a homeland, you know, mm. the, the world. Uh, mm-hmm. Homeland is in heaven, and that's where we receive our help yeah. from even now you right. know, in this world. So, you know, so you, you kind of did do your duty to the, to Caesar. Pay, pay you know, give, give to Caesar what is Caesar's, mm-hmm. but give to God what is God's, you know. Right. So we believe in what is God's. The Caesar part was just kind of, well, you know, let, let them do their thing. It's just, it's and how many members in your family, Father? I was one of five, um, ah. you know. And um, my grandfather was alive for most of my childhood, too, living with us. You know, it was, it was good. That, that whole, I still had the taste of that old traditional sort of family, you know, the three mm-hmm. generations living together. And, uh, you know, I mean, my grandfather taught me how to play chess, you know. Mm. We we were around. Um, it wasn't just this sort of nuclear family. Uh-huh. It was a little, little bigger and you yeah. know, kind of wholesome. So beautiful richness to that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. There was, and with that Catholic culture in Slovenia, strong. How was Bishop Berga regarded uh, when you were growing up? Oh yeah, um, Bishop Berga was. Um, Everyone knows about him. He he was mm-hmm. sort of a hero. You know, he went to some distant land and, um, you know, America someplace. We didn't know it was Michigan, you know. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's you know, in America. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he was among the Indians. You know, we knew that. And he, he had a big correspondence back to Slovenia, even from here at the time. And we knew about that. So he was revered. He was um, sort of a candidate for... Uh, sainthood we knew that we prayed mm-hmm. that there's prayer cards around there are sort of memorials there's statues around him mm-hmm. there so and i remember we even went on a family sort of a little pilgrimage there was a, a some sort of celebration some sort of anniversary of of a barriga mm-hmm. you know and let's say eventually i found myself you know, later on when I was 20, uh, in London, England, you know, mm-hmm. I went, I went kind of abroad to, um, and 
I'm like, well, I'm here by my, on my own. You know, I, I need some prayers. You know, so I'm interceding, and in, in some Slovenian nun I came across there. She said, why don't you try to pray for intercession with these um, Slovenian candidates for priesthood? You know, and Berga mm. was one of them. And I'm like, yeah, you know, you went abroad. Um, you uh, you were outside of your country, you know. So mm-hmm. so I kind of kind of prayed uh, for his intercession at that mm-hmm. time a lot. Mm-hmm. And um, wouldn't you know that this was it was a year after that, you know, everything that I prayed for at the, my time in London, England, um, was sort of fulfilled, you know. Mm-hmm. But then there was more to it because a year later. Um, I was in the U.S. studying at a college, mm. you know, and mm. while I was in London, I had a deep conversion on mm. my own. So at the time I'm interceding with Bishop Berga, I, I'm I'm converting completely, you know, and I wow. didn't know this is just happening all simultaneously. Uh-huh. Because now now I'm I'm converted. I'm just looking for more more of God. Uh-huh. Where can I be? So I joined this group. Um, and we were gonna we we threw a, a, a weekend retreat for youth. You mm-hmm. know, we were doing. I was part of it, and and then a priest comes up on that retreat and says, "Hey, God told me." Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, he said, "The Lord told me to give to give you this this thing, which was a full time scholarship to Ave Maria College in Ypsilanti, Michigan." Yeah, amazing. You know, he just comes up to me. So I'm like, um, who is this guy? I mean, he's, this guy's talking to, to God or something, you know? Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> I kind of wasn't used to that language, you know? And uh, So I'm like, well, we'll see if this works, you know? So sure enough, um, I didn't think it was, it was real because it was full scholarship, room and board for four years, and a plane ticket for to get four times wow. for once a year for coming okay. back. I'm like that. That's not even real, you know. It was like a lot, a lottery. But see, I attribute this to back to sort of my conversion. Uh-huh. When, when I, I mean, we were always fat, a Catholic, you know, yeah. deeply faithful, like I was describing my family. Mm-hmm. But there was there's a deeper thing, you know. Mm-hmm. You you sort of really find Jesus, and and I decided I want to live. I want to live and breathe him, you know, mm-hmm. breathe Jesus, not, not just, you know, on um, do this religion thing, mm-hmm. you know, but there, there was, there was no other option. You know, I, I sort of, mm-hmm. I, I knew him in my heart mm-hmm. and I, I want to. So, so then in that, I just said, Lord, here I am, you know, you mm-hmm. will be done. Mm-hmm. And I, th- at this looking back now, I didn't know at the time. You don't know why these things happen. You know, mm. the scholarship came, looked like a lottery. You know, mm. and it also looked like I didn't like these studies I'm doing there anyway. So, it, you know, it just looked like a clear direction. Well, okay, yeah. here, you know. But mm. I attribute is I I did say, Lord, your will be done. You know, mm-hmm. like Lord, I want to do whatever you want me to do. Uh. And that that is the key. Like once we do say that. Mm-hmm. Miracles begin to happen. Yeah, immediately. I mean, with that in mind, you know, then I'm 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 at Ave Maria College. It's a new college. Mm-hmm. They didn't have any majors. They didn't have econ- economics. All they had was classical languages, <laughs> um, theology, and philosophy. Okay. You know? And I'm like, Lord, I hated philosophy in <laughs> high school. 
um, classical languages. I don't like languages anyway. Uh, <laughs> that's what I was thinking at the time. Yeah. Then, then I later on I got into languages. So I, I chose for, uh, theology. I'm like, I, uh -huh. I'm 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 a Jesus freak at the time. I I just want to mm -hmm. know more about everything. So I'm like, okay, I'll study about God. That's great. Mm -hmm. I'll figure out about my career later. You know, mm -hmm. I don't know. So I'm doing this stuff, but while I'm there. I really fell in love with philosophy. I did, you know, they opened my mind to mm -hmm. what philosophy actually is, mm -hmm. seeking the truth, and the truth is ultimately a person, is Jesus. So you right. you seek the truth through philosophy. So mm -hmm. I switched my majors. I was so impressed with philosophy. I switched mm -hmm. my majors to mm -hmm. philosophy. And then by the time the four years were, were up, they even offered economics. So I was able to transfer my credits uh, and double major in philosophy and economics. Wow! Yeah, you know, so the the, the Lord, Lord works. Planning. You yeah. know, the, the Lord the Lord does the whole thing. Mm. Why? Because I said I want to do your will, and He says, "Good, it's going to be the best plan." That you can't think of a better plan. Yeah. It's basically the Lord was saying to me. Right. And he, and look look at the evidence. Uh huh. Could you come up with this? <laughs> no way. You know. <laughs> so now I'm double majoring. You know. Um, Four years after, I don't have to go to any place to brush up my English. <laughs> it was per, you know, it, it was good. A thought occurred to me, like, I'm so into the Lord. Maybe, you know, is the Lord calling me to some, to like maybe a religious vocation, a priesthood? Mm -hmm. I was open to that. I even investigated some, you know, some, did some steps. I asked some people, but it never kind of materialized, mm -hmm. you know, too much. Mm-hmm. Um, I yeah. During the college there, I then yeah, I met a girl. I I almost married. I, we were engaged, mm -hmm. and um, mm -hmm. you know, it seemed like I, we were gonna get, gonna get married. But somehow, and we didn't really break up or anything. There's something. It was just we just didn't have peace. The closer oh, yeah. we were going, there's no peace. Discernment. You know, it was classical discernment. You know, mm -hmm. you know, when you're on a path that's from the you 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 have peace, mm -hmm. but then I was somehow depressed at some point about mm -hmm. everything. Lord, I try to do everything right, you know. Mm -hmm. I I was really enthusiastic about you, Lord. You know, mm -hmm. I tried. You know, seemed like I'm following your will. But then I found myself somehow after this relationship dissolved and the school was over. What 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 do I do now? Right here I am in the states. Do I go back? Uh, which is what I originally thought. Come mm -hmm. back go to the do the college and come back you know i don't have any connections here what am i what am i doing and um and i even stopped praying for a time i had like a little crisis you know mm. so finally i find myself in my room on my knees and i said you know lord i'm not hearing from you anymore like i don't know what's going on mm. you know like what what am i doing where mm -hmm. am i going mm -hmm. So I'm on my knees and praying, and I receive a ton of peace, you know. And then, then I just kind of heard, you know, or you know, sensed, just, just open the Bible, you know. Mm -hmm. 
So I open the Bible, you know, put the finger and kind of like open my eyes afterwards, you know. Mm -hmm. and, and it was, you're a priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. You know? wow. <laughs> wow. That line came up. So I'm like, okay. So I put the Bible there and ran out. And <laughs> didn't th put the Bible didn't, down. Now. Yeah, I didn't pursue that. <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> wow. That's the case. Wow. You know, so, I mean, I prayed. I yeah. asked, you know, the Lord answered. And then I, I wasn't. I'm not. I wasn't a generous responder to his will at that point. You know, uh, sort of life, life beat me up a little bit by that point. Yeah, and yeah. That's that's okay. So then I had that, and so now I knew that uh -huh. the Lord gave the answer, but I'm kind of circling. You yeah, know, yeah. I'm trying to pursue some other relationships, mm -hmm. and of course, you know, no, nothing. Just it, it was, and I. This is how I describe it to my friends. You know, it's um. You know, I said when the. When the Egyptians were pursuing the Israelites and the Lord held their wheels, the wheels of their chariots, the Lord was sort of putting Mired. a brake, you know, uh -huh. on there. And I said, anything I try, I feel like the Lord is holding the brakes on, you know, mm. putting the brake. Any other direct, you know, so I'm like, I guess I'm going to have to go back to wow. that. You know? Wow. <laughs> this point i learned about the bishop barrier was actually in michigan uh -huh. and that was in the upper peninsula uh -huh. you know so then i said i really wanted to go to make a pilgrimage into his footsteps footsteps okay. of bishop barrier I, I just always wanted to do it and I'm like what a perfect way to it would be kind of lame to do it in the car i thought <laughs> you really should do a real pilgrimage you know kind of a little tough you know fighting the elements and so mm. so me and my friend, we did a motorcycle, you know, pilgrimage into the footsteps uh, of Bishop Berrigan, you know. Even mm -hmm. I prepared for this pilgrimage. I read his diary before ah, it, the whole okay. thing. So now, so so see, now Bishop Berrigan, I was coming back into into the picture. Um, right. And I made this big pilgrimage, and that's my that was my first time in the UP. Okay. First time I ever saw the cathedral. Uh, the pilgrimage ended at his tomb, you know. Mm. It was great. So this was 8 years after I had come to 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 the United States and um I finally made this pilgrimage. Yeah. <laughs> and in the fall of that of 2008, I began to to hear a strong, strong call to priesthood. It was ah. undoubtedly priesthood, you know. Mm. Yes, I had that incident with the Bible maybe a year before or so. But then then it was this strong call to the priesthood that fall. So much so I started talking to different vocation directors and things. Mm. But when I looked at um these priests, I'll be honest, you know, down in Detroit, Lansing area, I'm like, Lord I don't want to be that. I mean, I told mm. him that honestly, mm. because I mean, somehow, I just, I just didn't like the way the, these parishes run, or I, I just don't know. I mean, you know, something out, something in the wilderness, you know. Mm. So I somehow that's where I perceived a call to to the desert, really, you know, mm. the sort of desert spirituality. I'm more that, you know. So Lord, if I have this call, like where where do I go, you know? Mm -hmm. So then I found these companions of Christ the Lamb. Yeah. Um, I heard that there's a retreat place up in the UP. I'm UP. like, I love the UP. Mm -hmm. I, I went there on my pilgrimage, you know. Mm -hmm. So I, I'd like to check out this this retreat. I just wanted to go on a retreat. I wasn't even thinking that they're an order or they're trying to. I just went for a retreat. I just I just mm -hmm. need a retreat. So I went up there. 
and I loved it. You know, mm -hmm. I loved the setup, and I'm thinking, what if it may, may be here? If I'm called, if this could be here. So I started to pursue that option, and then that eventually materialized. Mm -hmm. You know, and everything I saw there, it seemed like that. This was my impression. There was there was. Um, you know, the sort of really a revival of the desert, mm -hmm. desert spirituality. And that's that's kind of how it was, how I perceived it, how it was presented to me and how I described the companions to others. Mm. I later became to realize that that near, that really wasn't their primary focus. Mm. And um, so when it became clear that um, things are not working there, I um, just... You know, it was just automatically, here I am at the, mm -hmm. at the diocese. Mm -hmm. And uh, with my s spirituality, you know, a lot of priests, um, sometimes you hear, you know, they, they, they could experience loneliness at these, mm -hmm. at these parishes and things. I'm thinking, well, you know, if that's the case, maybe my spirituality, the way I feel in the desert, where the Lord talks to me when, I, when I'm a Maybe I'm actually more fitted for the asses and like I, if they're pretty struggling with loneliness, I probably won't struggle yeah. with that, you know. Uh -huh. So it, it may actually work. Mm -hmm. And so I was I was here at the cathedral for two years to kind of wait things out, see if this even works. I never in my mind really pursued um, before that I would be a diocesan priest. You uh -huh. know? So I had other other orders as a possibility in mind, checking things out. But then I was testing. It just kind of worked, you know, and I, I see I'm, I'm happy now to be to be in the assets and ministry because I think mm -hmm. it it jives well. You, you you can really have both, you know, mm -hmm. you, you can have your contemplative time with the Lord where he speaks. And um, and then and then you can be you can be open to ministry, you know, mm -hmm. from the strength that you receive from the Lord. And, and, mm -hmm. and it's a good combination, you know, mm -hmm. so um it's almost better than to be part of some sort of community where it's all, everything is communal. Then, mm. then again, you don't have a whole, uh, you don't have a solitude with the Lord. Okay, it's it's really more removed from from the desert. Yeah, <laughs> when there's a big community, you know, everything is in common. So, um, uh, so yeah, I I don't like uh, this community stuff you know oh, it's probably okay. from my, my old thing from from communism i don't like mm. when everything is in common huh? <laughs> it doesn't work wow. it, it's not true it's an yeah. illusion but obviously particularly in the up probably you yeah. know diocese of marquette has a unique uh character mm -hmm. comparing to obviously this would be a lot harder to live out down in detroit or lansing yeah or some other places that's the other thing biblically it says we translate desert but desert could mean wilderness wilderness mm -hmm. slash mm -hmm. desert you know the hebrew mm -hmm. word so i'm definitely in the biblical desert mm -hmm. wilderness you know mm -hmm. 10 minutes out of town <laughs> anywhere you go doesn't take you long to get right there. right yeah and you uh You've been at our cathedral parish serving as our associate pastor these last two years. What have been some of the blessings in the last couple of years, do you say, that helped that confirmation? Yeah, you know, one common theme was, again, here I am after all these years. I end up ministering right at Bishop Berriga's tomb, you know, who has been kind of instrumental along these, these big milestones in my life. Mm. Um, so I'm like, oh... You know that that was a big sign. So I guess 
he you are behind this you know mm-hmm. uh, and you are behind this lord and through bishop Berga's intercession for sure so i, I was very kind of humbled by the fact that i'm here at the cathedral that he mm-hmm. bishop Berga established you know uh, mm-hmm. he was the first bishop he's uh he's buried here i was every time i locked the church i kind of we mm-hmm. had a little moment with bishop Berga every night mm-hmm. you know it's it beautiful Mm-hmm. So that was uh, that was very deep, um, uh, and but apart from that, I really loved the to uh, minister to this community at the cathedral. It was mm-hmm. it was um, it was a lot of very faithful people, which mm-hmm. which is encouraging for priests. Uh, right. I mean, people say you know, sometimes you know, thank you for your homily. I'm th- I'm saying. I'm trying to say, you don't know how easy it is to preach when you feel faith in mm-hmm. the church. Mm-hmm. Because there are other situations. When you don't feel that, nothing comes out of you. Mm-hmm. You just can't. It, it is really mutual, you know. Mm-hmm. It is the faith of the people that that, that want this thirsty for the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. which makes the Holy Spirit come out of us. Yeah. It, it's not us that do mm-hmm. anything, you know. So that was a great that was a great blessing, you know, to ha- right. to be around these faithful uh, people. That's that's gonna be a little hard to leave, you know. Yeah, so. <laughs> I know exactly. I feel so enriched by the holy lives of people in the parish serving yeah. as their pastor too, and yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you're going to be starting a new assignment as pastor of four parishes in the Eastern UP, and you've been there to sub a couple times. Uh, what are you looking forward to? Yeah, well, I guess I'm going into my desert. <laughs> it is the wilderness, you know, I, and I love that, so, sort mm-hmm. of be, being out of the way. And um, it's kind of funny. I talk to some people. A lot of people that live in Marquette or, or the UP, they don't, sometimes they don't know that there's anything beyond yeah. the bridge on the east side of, of the peninsula. I'm yeah. like, that's why I like to be there. <laughs> <laughs> that was my experience because that was my first pastorate, as I've shared with you. Yeah. And I had no idea, even being from the UP, what was all there on the eastern end. Yeah. And it was an adventure. Yeah. So, yeah. Now, however, I do know that area. I, mm-hmm. I was going there before. I, a friend had a cabin there in the tour area before, uh-huh. and, I, and I loved it. I mm-hmm. loved it even there. So when I, when I learned about this assignment I, I was I was really happy I mean mm-hmm. I knew I had to leave the cathedral um, but I I love that area it's um so and mm-hmm. I also subbed there before so I know I know the mm-hmm. people and there's some really fine people there yeah there are and uh, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm excited to be able to 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 serve the Lord in that mm-hmm. in that community in mm-hmm. that area you know yeah I'm happy for you as much as I'll miss you, it's been a great to serve as a brother priest together. And thank Glenn. you, Monsignor. It's been, it's been great to be here. You've uh, been a great pastor too. So thank you, thank, thank you. you. Well, we know that uh, the Lord is uh, at the heart of all this. He's been working in mysterious ways for all these years, and will continue. So we thank you for all the blessings you've been for us and cooperating with the Lord's call, listening well and in your heart, and. Uh, all the best to you and in uh, your new assignment. And count on the prayers of everyone at the cathedral and St. Mary's. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. God bless. You've been listening to Witness to Hope, 
featuring the story of Father Yune Sustar. Listen for the next Witness to Hope, coming soon right here on WNOA 103.9 FM, Catholic Radio for the UP.